0: Welcome in to the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Jake Miller alongside Brett Hollander, Marcus Young, intern Jack. And we had a night, we had an evening, we had a day yesterday between the poll being put out for Marcus on whether or not cereal is a soup. We're going to check the results of that here momentarily. Your options on that poll, is cereal a soup? Option A was yes. Option B was no. Option C, Marcus is a dumbass. We're going to check the results of that poll here in a minute. Unnecessary. In the world of sports, Jim Harbaugh will leave University of Michigan to take the job with the Chargers and that is a move that no one is really surprised by. Everyone kind of expected it to be that way and his name been floated around there, you know, with the Falcons for a minute. Um, you know, there was some talks like maybe the Titans would reach out to him and I, I don't think that ever happened. But ultimately, he ends up in L.A. with the Chargers to basically avoid talking to the NCAA, to avoid anything to do with the NCAA and the scandal that's going on at Michigan. Right now, they are looking to put all their focus, Michigan at least, on their offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, Sharon Moore, uh, to be the replacement for Jim Harbaugh. So, if that's any indication of what's about to happen at Michigan, then... Um, I would expect for the NCAA to at least attempt to strip the title that Michigan won just a few weeks ago. Just a few weeks ago they were crowned your national champion and that's uh something you know I was hoping for just because I had placed a bet, you know, once everything came out about the cheating scandal that happened, you know, not only this year but last year as well, and you find out that Tennessee might have had one of its games implicated, or affected, rather, by what Michigan did with Connor Stallion selling the signs to Shane Beamer and it being the first game in which South Carolina wore those wristbands all year. Granted, you have to execute. We all know that. We all know that you have to execute in order to win the game, whether you're cheating or not. I mean, look at the University of Tennessee. I mean, we went 3-7 and seven and cheated and cheated and cheated. Got caught. And the only reason we got caught... Because someone was just really negligent with a University of Tennessee credit card, and it got turned in.
1: But we cheated in different ways,
0: right? We cheated in different ways. I mean, it wasn't I mean, just And they cheated that. to win the game. They, they cheated, cheated to we win, win the game. didn't cheat to win the game. No, we didn't cheat to win the game. We cheated we, to try to get top-tier talent. We yeah. got top-tier talent. I mean, yeah. let's call that like it is. I mean, let's call everything how it is on this show. That's what we like to do. But when you look at Josh Heupel and the season in which we go 10-2, 11-2, with the Orange Bowl win against Clemson, a lot of that was with Jeremy Pruitt guys. You know, you can yeah. say, well, Hendon Hooker didn't play until Josh Eipel got here. Okay, yeah, but he was brought here by Jeremy Pruitt. Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, uh, Jacob, Prince of a lot of those guys, Jalen McCullough, were all brought here by Jeremy Pruitt. Now Josh Eipel's doing a fairly decent job right now on the recruiting trail. We're not awful, we're not the best, but we're not awful. We're about middle of the pack of the SEC. And, you know, it, it all comes down to end game adjustments and how you execute those in order to win the game. And that's going to determine whether or not you go 10-2 and two or 2-10, two and 10, essentially. Right now, uh, we're going to talk to West Coast Rusty here in a few minutes. Um, at about ten 15, we're going to be speaking with him. And we've actually got some word from a handicapper as far as the winning odds for Tennessee football next year. And he's going to be talking more about that, but I, I'm just going to preface it by saying, that a lot of fans are going to be really happy with what he has to say and the guy that he has talked to. So be ready for that. We're going to be talking a little bit about Tennessee basketball as Auburn goes down last night. Now Tennessee is in first place in the SEC. When you look at the head-to-head matchups, obviously Tennessee beats Alabama. We've not played Auburn yet, but Auburn has you know, went down to Alabama with Tennessee having the win over Alabama-Tennessee currently sitting in first place in the SEC, at least tied for it technically, because we all know how the SEC is. Just a weird, weird basketball conference. And this is a conference, too, that has gotten really good over the past 10 years. Now, a lot of that is in credit to the fact that, you know, football was doing so well for so long. You know, not just Alabama, not just Florida, not just Georgia, but the SEC as a whole, was doing so well for so long in football that a lot of these programs just neglected their basketball teams Mm -hmm. I mean even Kentucky before Cal Perry got there I mean they couldn't get anything rolling period I mean they had a couple of good years with Randall Cobb I mean they didn't get 10 wins but when you look at the SEC basketball it has improved exponentially over the past 10 years because finally Greg Sankey went to these guys and was like guys listen Something's got to be done about basketball. I mean, I think we were only getting two teams into the NCAA tournament at one point. Now, granted, that's when we had, you know, 12 teams in the conference still. But you had to look at the athletic directors and say, hey, you know, we know that you love football. We know that football is key in this conference, but you got to make basketball do something. Because Tennessee had a number two seed in the SEC tournament one year and did not make the NCAA tournament. We ended up going to the NIT that year and losing to, like, Mercer in the second round. And then the following year we go back to the nit and then Conzo's final year you know we go to the ncaa tournament make the sweet 16 thought we were going to make an elite eight if yep, it wasn't for close. a bad charge call yep on jarnell stokes and the guy obviously didn't have his feet set or what have you but you know it is what it is brett how yep. are you sir
1: doing good uh yeah i mean school's finally back uh so traffic was a little a little denser this morning like some of those school zones. Obviously, oh, traffic. traffic was as dense as this fall. You're not going to have the two-hour delay no. that we're going to have to deal with uh, some mornings. But, uh, you know, schools are back. Uh, maybe we can get back to some sort of normalcy, uh, at least in my household and stuff. But, uh, yeah. you know, watch some of the Alabama-Auburn game. Neither one. I mean, obviously, we just beat Alabama. But, Auburn, you know, besides Broome, uh not really – I'm not too worried, I don't think, overall for them. Um, Dude. There is a video right now playing on
0: ESPN.com. I don't know why it just came up. It's from yesterday on the Pat McAfee Show. Kalen DeBoer looks like a dad who is on his fifth divorce in this video.
1: (laughs) See, like, in his car? Yeah, he looks stressed to the max. Well, before the Alabama Auburn game last night, they had Jalen Milrow because the lights weren't coming on. Yeah. So they had Jalen Milrow sitting with Jay Williams and Ravage. They were just interviewing him and stuff. Wow. Talking to him.
0: Very interesting. Marcus, how are you, sir?
2: Pretty good. Uh had to deal with uh, school buses on the way here, <laughs> which I cannot stand. I forgot that school's back now. <laughs> was really happy for a while because I didn't have to deal with school buses. And then all of a sudden, snow goes away. And, uh, yeah. So, other than that, pretty good. Um, feel good about the hardball thing, too. When I was on Talk Sports, we... We had that discussion on coaches that might jump ship and go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. We talked about Harbaugh, talked about uh, Lincoln Riley, and it was a board bet. I said the only one that's going to leave is Harbaugh, and Lincoln Riley's still at USC, and Harbaugh's in uh, in LA to join Lincoln. That he is. So, uh, look, this is the this was the guy the Chargers wanted. This is the guy that they were always wanting to get, no matter who they interviewed. And honestly, the Chargers made the most sense, no matter who Harbaugh was uh, interviewing with. The biggest drawback to the Chargers is that they are, I believe, 20-something over cap space right now. Yeah, it's awful. So they're going to have to make some decisions there and to probably cut loose some veteran guys, make some cap space. Uh, draft well in this upcoming draft for them uh, to get them some younger talent. But this was the one that made the most sense. Um, I think he was always going to go somewhere west coast. Mm -hmm. He was at Stanford. He was at uh, San Francisco. I think he's a west coast guy. Also kind of cool, he retired as a charger. I don't know, as as a player. I don't know how many of you guys know that. But he did play for the San Diego Chargers at one point. So. I don't think he
1: wanted to go to a real big rebuild, though, either, right? I mean, he likes the established quarterback. I know he's struggled. Yeah. But a lot of it has to do with who he's been coached by. I mean, Harbaugh's got a proven track record with any quarterback. That he does. And yeah. he's you know, going to have
0: that with you know Justin Herbert and company out in L.A. It's going to be interesting to see. Stay with us. We're going to be joined by West Coast Rusty. Coming up next right here on the G.I. Jake Show on Fan Run Radio
3: making a better vodka soda ain't rocket science you just gotta start with a better vodka and then voila you get a white claw vodka soda your taste buds are about to get a phd in deliciousness jb smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest vodka try the all-new white claw vodka soda pick up a variety pack of their four delicious flavors only 100 calories 4.5 percent alcohol and
4: two grams of sugar
0: white claw vodka soda please drink responsibly Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the Lifetime Warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parts Ikea, where your journey begins.
5: Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers Hydrant Service, is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers' new sewer maintenance program, complete with mapping, cleaning, and camera inspecting,
6: 865- Nine six six thirty four thirty four, 3434 or visit smathletics.com Get the best for your team delivered right and on time So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today
4: They are our love bugs and companions They are our pets, our family and they make life better When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. I met
1: her down she said that she saw me walking in about a mile away. Bean just had to take her phone and I just took her smile away. She said I'm too drunk and crazy. She don't like her way I said you don't
0: have to join it. She said she take a chance. I've been kind of crazy ever since they went down. I kind of baby. This one Back here on the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. We are about to be joined by West Coast Rusty for Thirsty Thursday here on the G.I. Jake Show. He is going to kill me for not editing my bumpers and not putting his in. But let's get him in here anyway. Rusty, how are you, sir?
3: I'm great, brother. How you doing?
0: Man, I am living the dream. You know, we talked a little bit yesterday um, about some exciting news. But first, we're going to get into some Tennessee basketball, of course, with Auburn going down last night. This puts Tennessee tied for first in the SEC. And this is, you know, kind of shaping up the way you want it to if you're Tennessee. Now, on the back end of that, you got to go down to a place this weekend at Vanderbilt in which nobody shoots well in this gym. It's very awkward the way the gym is set up. You're on an elevated floor, the team benches are down behind the goals, and everything is just weird. About this gym? I mean, it may just be a Nashville thing because I mean, when the NCAA or the SEC tournament is in Bridgestone, it seems like we can get hot and then just go cold. Like right when you need to be hot, you just go cold. So, is it a Nashville thing or is it a Tennessee thing? Bigger so, is Tennessee going to take care of business this weekend against Vanderbilt?
3: Um, yeah, they're going to take business, take care of business against Vanderbilt. There's this is going to get ugly. It's going to be a home game. That that place is the Worst possible place to play the sport of basketball. I mean, they they would be better off putting a court out on Broadway and playing outside if it's thirty degrees than playing in there. But
0: it is what it is. And, I've got a and, better idea. Let's put it on a barge out on the river and just play it on the river. Let's do that.
3: I, anything's better than than that that whor- horror house. But and I didn't say what you know, yeah. or Dolly Parton. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't say that place. I said horror. Work. Um. No. uh, It's it's awful. The FTC the, the tournament usually is just there's nerves. It's a crazy three days, four days, and you're playing back to back days. That 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 situation is totally different for me. It's not it's not a national thing. It's a Memorial Gym thing.
0: I understand that completely. And with Don, can I play the way that he's playing? I mean, you can, you have to think that you got a shot in every game. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, if he's going to go. For twenty-five, for thirty, for thirty-five, and you know, I'm still waiting on him to get to forty, but I think he's going to get there eventually. Um, I mean, if he keeps playing like this, just put the team on his back, and if they start double and triple teaming him, get the ball to Jonas Adu, and he'll make something happen with it.
3: Yeah, I think this team is uh, Memorial Gym proof um, because of Connect. That, and I think they're they're long. They're they're, sus- they're not susceptible to long stretches of not scoring like they have been just because they can run the offense through him if they get bogged down after a couple possessions. Um, and as you said, he's going to draw doubles. Teams are having a really tough time doing it to him, though. It, it's hard, it's super hard to double a kid because Barnes and company have figured out the court spacing for the other guys to keep other defenders away from him. And if they, teams have to really, really sag off of shooters to come help a second defender with the way we're running and we're giving him the ball in the backcourt before he crosses midcourt and letting him bring it up. And that's another way it's almost impossible to double somebody that when that, when they're already have a head of steam coming at the front court. So yeah, it's this team is probably headed in the direction of he's going to get a 40 point night before too long. I look for him to get a 50 point night before the year's over. I really do.
0: And that's kind of what we were talking about yesterday. It's like, can someone break that record that was set in 1987 against Auburn? And what if he did it against Auburn? I think the record, Rusty, is it's either 51 or 52. I can't remember right off the top of my head. But uh, just pull a Kobe Bryant in his last game and go for go for 60. Why not?
3: <laughs> yeah. No, t- totally agree. I could – I don't know. I-, I think this Saturday night they m- could be a 50-point night. I think this is the type of game where he could just – go crazy. And in that gym, it's a night where you figure Barnes and Company's going to really want a space and they're really going to want him to go to the rim and, and, and finish there just possession after possession. I think we're going to see a ton of it. He, I think he either goes for a crazy, crazy night or a has a close to 25, 30 night. Like he, I know a do had a 27 point game somewhere along the way in, in non-conference it's going to be one of those two things. It's either going to be a crazy night for K- Connect or or a do goes off for close to
0: 25-30. I could see that happening easily. I mean, that's, uh, that's not out of the question at all. Let's shift yeah. gears to football now, Rusty. Of course, Jim Harbaugh, you know, it's being announced yesterday that he will take the job with the Los Angeles Chargers. And this really comes as no surprise after what we know has happened at Michigan and what we think might have even happened at Michigan. So... It just seems like at this point he's just trying to keep away from the NCAA, not even have anything to do with it anymore, go to the NFL, finish out your career there, and just call it quits and maybe even do TV a little bit after if he really wants to. But just the dynamic that we have here. You have Nick Saban on one hand, which shocked the world. You know, It was something that we all kind of assumed, but it was just in shock that it actually happened. And then you have Jim Harbaugh in which – Everyone was kind of expecting it just because of what we knew about the situation going on at Michigan. Therefore, he makes the jump. He's not ready, or I don't want to say he's not ready, but he's just, he does not want to deal with the NCAA. Kind of like a lot of coaches now, they just don't want to deal with it anymore. So he's making the jump now to save face and jump ship.
3: It, it honestly, it, it solves problems for the NCAA and for Jim Harbaugh. It's, it's it's a better way to go about all this. is just to part ways. Michigan will get some slaps on the wrist, but it they they really wanted to get Jim Harbaugh, and now they now he's gone, and they got him out of the sport. They'll basically say that he left because we were coming after him, so we won, and he'll say, "Well, I didn't really get punished, and I won." And I think I truly believe he, he's he's a he's a, he's a psychopath. Yeah. Um. And and I think he wants to go win a Super Bowl or two. I think he wants to do what Pete Carroll and Jimmy Johnson have done. He wants to have one in both both levels. That's a very
0: weird, that's a very real possibility because I mean he yeah. he could have had it once. Almost, in the NFL. He almost had it. He almost had it. The night, the night the lights went out in the dome. That was a man. That was a night. I remember that. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden the lights just go out and it's like oh well we yeah. got to delay play for a few minutes. So here's some more commercials that people paid millions to be on. Right. That's because Budweiser if you if you guys noticed this year, watch for the first commercial after the first touchdown. It's going to be a Budweiser commercial. Oh, sure. And and, and they pay we, extra for that. We we yeah. We, we actually had a light go out
3: last night. I, we didn't even mention that. That's funny. This is true. We 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 we, we tied those
0: together well. We
1: really did. Goodness. What did, yeah. so so what do you think Michigan does now? Like do you think they just Automatically just Definitely. put it put in Sharron, and I mean, yeah. is that the right move, or do you think they need a? Do they need a? I mean, just for instance, I mean, I know he's mentioned a little bit rumored, you know, Brian Kelly, you know, somebody established a little bit more. You know, we saw a sample size of this guy, but it was against weak competition. They could just hand the ball off, you know, things like that. So, I mean, is that you know, Michigan fans going to be good with that? I mean, you just won a title, obviously, and this guy was calling plays. Um, so just you know it, it looks like it's going to be him so maybe this is a uh, a dumb conversation to have but uh was, is that the right move for Michigan in your eyes
3: it's definitely more to answer the first question it's okay. it's more um th- my information comes from from my buddies who are not buddies but my associates mm-hmm. who yeah. deal in the handicapping world mm-hmm. um dealing the betting world um i have a link to pretty much handicappers that are involved in, that that are tied to different universities. My Michigan guy, Brian Kelly's never, ever, ever a chance for whatever reason. Right. Um, And and more is a stopgap. More is to prevent there being the situation of a guy following the guy who just won a national championship. And this is the guy who will coach them for a little bit while they're getting whatever small slaps on the wrist they're going to get. Mm-hmm. And if he and if he over exceeds expectations of what people are thinking he's going to do, great. If he falls short, then in two or three years, when those slaps on the wrist are gone, they'll go get the guy they truly want. That's their plan. Um, they all say the same thing. Kalen DeBoer is a Michigan wants to be yeah. a Michigan man, and someday he'll be a Michigan man.
1: Really? Okay.
6: Causing turmoil down. That was, down in that's his dream job. Yeah, yeah that,
1: that
3: that's Michigan is his dream job. He he has publicly said it over the years. Um. So yeah. And
1: does that matter? Like, I mean, you say, I mean, he's obviously at Bama now, but I mean, like, if he's not successful, does I mean, and Michigan has their eyes on him. I mean, if he's not doing well down at Alabama, I mean, is it still still you know his job that if he wanted it?
3: Right, yeah that, that, that's a good that, that's a fair question. If he has a couple subpar years at Bama, does Michigan even look at him? If Moore doesn't succeed, which I don't believe Moore is going to succeed at the level that keeps them happy.
1: Yeah, because their their schedules yeah, that, that, as hard fair. as as hard as it's going to be in yeah decades. I mean, they got Oregon, they've got Washington, they've got Texas, yeah. they've got USC. Yeah. I mean, they got Ohio State at the end of the year. I mean, they got a they got a tough schedule. I mean, it's not going to be just. <laughs> You know what it has been, no. you know, for so long.
0: Well, and speaking of tough schedules, you know, when you look at Tennessee right now coming up this football season, you look at it and it's like, ah, oh, we we should go nine and three. We might go ten and two. Mm-hmm. Rusty, I know that you and I talked yesterday about this, and it seems like a lot of Tennessee fans are going to love what you have to say about this upcoming season,
3: or, or they're going to hate it. <laughs> I don't know what the right answer is. This is really about the fact that the eight game SEC schedule is going to lend itself to not weeding out teams. We're, we're, we're playing, because of only an eight-game schedule, you're missing out on that of course, obvious ninth game, which means you might have two good teams actually play each other if you add a ninth game. For everybody, everybody might get another hard game that gives you another chance at a loss.
0: Right. right. But because
3: it's just eight, there is a really, really unbalanced to the schedule. So for starters... Again, my, my most of my information or most of my thoughts come from a handicapping world. Mm-hmm. Um, SEC games last – or games involving SEC teams this past season. Mm-hmm. Four times – four times out of 103 um, – 104. Sorry, 104. I'm four. I'm I'm looking at numbers now. Four times out of 104 <laughs> um, did a team – that was a seven-point favorite lose four times. So if you're a seven-point favorite in a, SEC, in a game that involves an SEC team, it doesn't happen. You don't lose very often. Uh, Arkansas did it twice. BYU and Mississippi State, they were a seven-point favorite in one and an eight in the other. Um, there's a couple others. There's two others. Uh, Bama was a seven-point favorite over Texas when Texas went one in Tuscaloosa. Outside of that, if you were a seven-point favorite, you've won. According to my guys, my handicappers, next year, um, Texas is going to be favored close to a touchdown in all but one game. Um, Georgia is going to be favored in plus in in seven by seven points in all but two games. Mm-hmm. Five other teams are going to be favored by. Seven points or more in nine or ten ball games. Hmm. There's going to be at least at least six teams because of the unbalanced of schedules that are overwhelming favorites to get the ten wins is where we're at. Alabama, Ole Miss, Missouri, Tennessee, Texas, and Texas A&M all all are extremely likely to get the ten wins,
0: and that surprises me with Texas A and M. Uh, you know, just yeah. given the circumstances that we know about, you know, everything that went on down there with NIL and with Jimbo Fisher, mm-hmm. and then Elko comes in, and it's like, okay, well, maybe he can do something. Maybe he can't. I know I don't have a lot of confidence, you know, in Texas A and M until they do something. Because you hear it all the time. It's like, okay, well, they have the best players that money can buy. You know, they might have the best roster in all of college football. Well, okay, well, guess what? With the best roster in college football, they went uh, what five and seven. A couple years ago, and then go seven and five this past year. I mean, I'm one of these guys that got to see it until to believe it. And you know, taking the under on Texas a And M the past few years has done me a lot of good. And I just feel like I don't know they might be an eight or nine win team, but I just I don't see them getting to ten. I really don't.
3: They it's it's really because the schedule's so flawed. I mean, they're 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 games that you could think so. Texas, I have them. It's it's Texas is going to be favored over A and M by a lot. Um, Notre Dame is a coin flip for them mm-hmm. for um, for A and M, and LSU is the other one that they should lose. So they're, they're not nine and three is extremely likely because I mean it's like New Mexico State, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Bowling Green, McNeese State. Their their schedule is bafflingly bad. Um, Ole Miss. Ole Miss plays Furman, Middle Tennessee State, Wake Forest, Georgia Southern, Kentucky, South Carolina, Arkansas, and Florida, and Mississippi State.
0: So the path is there so, for them. Oh, yeah. it,
3: it's 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 hilarious. But like, I mean, roll out the red
0: carpet at this point.
3: Yep. Missouri's Missouri's, Missouri's is the same way. Yep. Missouri's is a is a joke. Um, Tennessee's is pretty daggone light. I mean I mean Oklahoma and Florida are your really your two chances that you feel like, oh, Tennessee could po- possibly drop those two games just because Florida's Florida and it's Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma might put up some kind of fight. But I think Oklahoma's gonna lose five ball games next year. I just feel like they're gonna go in the tank and so do so do the people I speak with. And then Alabama and Georgia. But Tennessee, if Tennessee finds a way to win in Norman and and not be a down Florida team like they should, Ken's right in their window. I mean it's the the other eight games are are not a lot of pushback, and Tennessee's going to be heavy, heavy favorites in all those.
0: I mean, think about this. Tennessee is not going to play a home game for almost a month. Yeah, we got Kent State at home on the 14th of September. You go to Oklahoma the next week. You get a bye. Then you go to Arkansas, and then you finally come back home a month later against Florida on October the 12th. But in the same breath, you have four straight home games Mm -hmm. with that. You got Florida. Yep. You got Alabama the next week. You get another bye just because of how the schedule aligns this year. Then you have Kentucky. Then you have an ailing Mississippi State. So, you have a chance. I mean, this is going to be a tough gauntlet when they come back. This two-week stretch when they come back three weeks from the first bye week, you got to go to Arkansas. I don't foresee that being a problem. Sam Pittman is weird, though, so we're just going to keep that in our back That's pocket. No. I think it Tennessee wins. And then you got Florida, and everyone knows – with this rivalry, you throw common sense analytics stats, luck all of it out the window. this is just one of those games it's just weird you don't bet on it like that's something that I want to emphasize heavily do not bet on Tennessee Florida I'm telling you this in January do not Never. bet on Tennessee Florida period one way or another just don't do it because whatever makes the most or sense is not and, 0 and rolling if we're five and 0 and rolling we're still only gonna win by four or five points. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we we were we were five and zero in in sixteen, and, and it was twenty one three at the half. Now, hey, we went off in the second half, but yeah, it, uh, it it was scarier than it should have been, and that was a very down Florida team. Um, the, the biggest the biggest problem here that I'm getting at is I don't think all seven A's are going to get to ten because I I'm, I agree with you guys. I think A and I still live in the Jimbo Fisher A and M. You know. Yeah. i still see it that way but but they're the seventh team there's a really good chance that we have six really really good chance at six and that means probably two at least 10 win sec teams would be left out of the playoffs.
1: how confident are you in going. bama in winning 10 next year with DeBoer?
0: they're
3: still pretty loaded on talent
1: yeah, they got a, they got a tough little schedule. I know that. Um, well, and real, realistically, you
0: could have had six SEC teams get to ten I mean, wins this year.
1: Bama could have lost how many this past year? I mean, we should, we hadn't beat at the half. I mean, Auburn had them down the last play.
0: Well, I mean, we should have beat Florida. We should have been ten and three. Yeah. At least at the end of the year, I mean, yeah. we'd have been nine and three at the end of the year. I guess when you get the non wins yeah. with the bowl game, but I mean, you look at that. I mean, Tennessee very well could have been one of those teams. Because you could have probably beat Missouri. I don't know what in the world
1: we weren't beating Missouri though. It just they it were just, good.
0: It's weird to me though because Missouri's still Missouri to me. Like that's just what's so weird about this. Missouri is still Missouri. The,
3: the, the Jalen Wright fumble right before half really changed that
0: ball game. It did, and they just come out in the second they, half, and that was it.
3: Yep, yeah. it, it killed every. Well, I mean, it was a, it was a six point swing right there because we were, we we were getting a minimum of three. Worst-case scenario, and it turned into them getting three, mm-hmm. we probably were going to get seven because we were going through them like a hot knife in well, butter at that point.
1: Right, and we got ball coming out too, right, at half? Yeah. I mean, you could have put some points up, maybe get some momentum, come out of the half, who knows? I mean, but yep. that's, that's football right there, though, in a nutshell. balls have
3: swings, such heavy swings in them. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you, you do make a good point. Bama goes to
1: Wisconsin. Yeah.
3: Uh, ba- Bama's going to lose to Georgia at home.
1: They got Missouri. Missouri's um, going to be a good team. I mean, LSU. <laughs> I mean, at Oklahoma, yeah, but, at LSU. I mean, they got a tough schedule, no doubt about it. And yeah. you just don't know what they're going to do. They don't have that ultimate X factor of being Saban, Sabans, or well, uh, They don't. They don't have that halftime adjustments that he can make on the fly, like he did against Tennessee. Like the whole game changed, you know, in the second half. Um, but, you know, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see them this year. That's for sure. And then you look at Florida. You know, a team oh, that Florida's gonna be terrible. we oh, are gonna
0: win four at best. Yeah, four at PES. you think four, dude. Well, they're, no, gonna be to get, no. they're gonna be lucky to get to three, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're getting beat by Miami in week one. Miami's They'll not probably be there, though, right? What's that?
1: Miami's not great.
0: Give me the turnover chain, and I'll root Miami on to victory. But <laughs> Miami
1: will give you a victory. We saw what they did instead of taking it down, they try and score.
0: <laughs> I hope we don't see that again. That that was the worst play.
1: And it's a tough non conference game, that's for sure. It a is rivalry tough game. game, yeah.
0: But I, I look for Miami to win that game. They'll beat Samford. I don't think that Florida's going to beat Texas a Uh Mississippi State's going to be a toss-up. You look at UCF, that's a game I'm going to be eyeing. I'm going to be looking at that game. UCF going to Gainesville. Yeah. Uh, G- Gus has a chance there, for sure. I think he does. And then, of course, after that, you know, they come to Knoxville. So it's uh, this is going to be – a year where you watch Florida, and as a Tennessee fan or a Georgia fan or an LSU fan, you're just going to sit back with your popcorn and just watch it all unplay and laugh the whole time it's going on.
3: You're right. They, they there's a good chance there's a chance they only beat Sanford and Mississippi State. There's a real possibility of that.
0: There really is. I mean, you look at their the rest yeah. of their games: Tennessee, Kentucky, in which that's a team that didn't beat them for 33 years. Now Mark Stoops has got their number. They're not beating Georgia. They're not beating Texas. They're not beating LSU. They're not beating Ole Miss. They're not beating Florida State. They might actually only win two games.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Here, here are the four teams that I think are a lock for ten or more wins. Okay. Georgia's a lock for ten. Georgia's a lock for ten or more wins. Yes. Ole Miss is a lock. Mm-hmm. Missouri's a lock. Just because neither one of them play. Yeah. And anybody that can compete with them except two ballgames. Yeah. So that's three. And then Texas is a lock for 10 wins. Tennessee, A&M, and Bama are all a coin flip for 10 wins probably.
6: Right.
0: The fact that Bama's a coin flip for 10 wins should say a lot.
3: That's just because we don't know. If, it was, if Saban was returning, I would say they're, they're, they're a lock as well. But with the change in staff and, and some of the transfers out and everything that's going on, I'm going to add them into the coin flip con- conversation, and their their schedule's tougher than than a lot of people. they drew, they drew a lot of a lot of tough SEC opponents. The big thing is this commissioner's got to get it to nine wins. There's no Ole Miss and Missouri should have to play another tough SEC game, and they both uh. somehow ended up just skating by. How many do you how
1: many by. do you see in the possibly in the 12 team pe- playoff uh, in four. the SEC? I think good,
3: it, it it'll be four. It'll be four. I know they haven't. It'll be four because they haven't announced it yet. But they're going to go to the five-seven model. They're going to go to right. a Big Ten champ, Big Big Twelve champ, SEC champ, ACC champ, and then a lower tier, highest the highest ranked non. They're not. They're not going to call it the Power Four, right. but the highest ranked champion from one of those from another conference, and then you'll have seven at larges. Um, so that means there's already one SEC team in. There's already one Big Ten team in um out of the top four Mm -hmm. um then there's the fifth team the sixth team could be notre dame right if that year notre dame wins 10 ballgames if notre dame does that leaves six open at larges the sec is going to get three of those and the big 10 is going to get three of those and that'll be four from each of those conferences some years some years notre dame might not get in and might be it might be a second acc school it might be a second big 12 school which it's not going to – let me rephrase that. It's never going to be a second Big 12 school because that Big 12 champion is not going to deserve to be in. I mean, who's it going to be next year? Kansas State, TCU, Houston? Colorado. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're not going to let a second one in, more than likely. It's going to be a long time. The ACC, I guess, some year might have an argument for Clinton and Florida State or something.
0: It's going to be very interesting to see. Rusty, thank you so much for coming on, man. Tell us where to find you on Twitter. Um, West Coast Rusty, at
3: West Coast Rusty. It's really simple. Uh, and and you can find us at Big Orange Banter. Um, we do that three or four times a week. And going to be heading out and trying to trying to go get a look when 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 football practice in the spring starts out for all the high schools out here. Going to try to go get a look at uh, some some high school kids who's on Tennessee's radar in the area. Madden Iamaliava for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, and there's a lot of others that we'll be
0: diving into soon. Absolutely, Rusty. Thanks so much for coming on, man. We'll talk soon. All right, you boys be good. That is West Coast Rusty making his weekly appearance here on the G.I. Jake Show. Guys, if you or your business or your team need apparel, need that logo on something, need it on a shirt, need it on a sweatshirt, need it on a bag, uh, some others, anything you need a logo on, we'll make it happen over at SM Athletics. Check them out online at smathletics.com. And as always, guys, top-notch customer service, top-notch quality, a variety of products, and as always, competitive pricing stay with us final segment of hour number one coming up right here on the gi jake show
5: white claw is taking hard seltzer to new heights with white claw surge at eight percent alcohol white claw surge is a stronger wave of refreshment that doesn't compromise on taste available in four bold waves of flavor like ripe blackberry citrusy blood orange zesty natural lime and tart cranberry Check out your favorite retailer in-store and online for the White Claw Surge Variety 12-pack and 16-ounce single-serve cans. White Claw Surge. Please drink responsibly. Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy-efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding & Windows, get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at NorthKnoxSidingAndWindows.com.
0: Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait, visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Are you tired of looking at that piece of furniture that is worn down, but you don't want to get rid of it? Go see our friends at Sun Upholstery and Fabric. Locally and family owned and operated with over 67 years of combined experience located at 8913 Oak Ridge Highway. Give them a call today at 865-237-3272 or visit them online at fabricsun.com. That's fabricsun.com and be sure to tell Stan that you heard about him right here on Fan Run Radio.
4: Are you ready to make your dream home a reality? Hi, I'm Bo Kregner, and here at the Kregner Group at Realty Executives, we know that finding the perfect home is more than just a transaction. It's about finding your sanctuary, your future, your happiness. Our team is dedicated to guiding you every step of the way, ensuring a smooth and stress-free journey towards homeownership. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, we're here to help. Call me anytime at 865-742-1035 or just visit us online at bonoshouses.com.
5: Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers Hydrant Service, is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers' new sewer maintenance program, complete with mapping, cleaning, and camera inspecting, visit RogersHydrantService.com.
0: On the G.I. Jake Show final segment of our number one, West Coast Rusty making his appearance. As Tennessee gets closer this weekend, taking on Vanderbilt down in Nashville, what are some of your favorite memories from going down to Nashville and playing Vanderbilt? Nobody say being number one and then losing it two days later. Please don't (laughs) say that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'll start us out. I think that my favorite has to be we're down five with not much time left in the second half. We're inbounding the ball underneath the basket and it just gets lobbed up and then Jordan Bowden throws down one of the nastiest dunks that we've ever seen on an inbounds pass. Yellow tape around the guy's body with the chalk paint. Jordan Bowden... Absolutely killed a guy. Brett, what's your favorite Vanderbilt-Tennessee
1: memory? I mean, it's it's got to be the Grant game, going for 43 and, what, 20? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he hit 24 free throws, but it was still – I mean, he needed all those – we needed all those points. He needed all those free throws. He was so clutched down at the end. Uh, I mean, that's got to be just that overall game for him. That's one of the best performances I've seen in a Tennessee uniform.
0: Marcus. You like Nashville. I do. What was your favorite memory?
1: Of the town as a whole?
0: (laughs) Marcus of the Tennessee Vanderbilt Basketball Series with games played at that damn gym.
2: Uh, It's hard to say, man. I feel like we've been so dominant there. Mm -hmm. It's kind of nice to be able to say that. Uh, That that they all kind of blend together because I I really don't – I mean, there was a period of time I remember where Vanderbilt felt like a basketball school where they were pretty, pretty good, right? And and getting in there and taking I mean, away they were, from them—they
0: were a top twenty-five team for a minute.
2: Yeah, I think going in there and taking away a win from them in their arena when they were when they were at the at their best—that that's always a, a plus. I mean, that's how you feel about whenever you beat Kentucky, like in basketball particularly, like when you're able to go into someone else's home. When they are at the top of their game. Yeah. When they are seen as one of the best and you get to knock them off, there's no better feeling than that. To silence a crowd, like that's one thing that I've always wanted to do, like to go on a road game, whether it be football, basketball, hockey, whatever. To be able to be there yeah. and hear that crowd silent and all you hear. Like the LSU game and football, we've talked about it before. That would have been the most incredible experience to be there for that road game. So yeah, being in that Vanderbilt uh, lower leveled high school arena. It's it's nice to be able to steal a win from
0: those guys anytime. Jack, I'm yeah. sure you got some stats for me coming up here in just a second, don't you?
4: I do. Um, yeah, I was trying to look up past matchups and totally forgot about our last matchup where they got that buzzer beater on us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was to bring back to back, back buzzer beaters.
1: Wasn't Missouri right before <laughs> that? Or no, right Missouri was right it. after yeah, it. Yeah,
4: that's right. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> definitely that Grant game. I remember watching that yeah. live and. Just a insane performance from him.
0: Just an
1: absolute performance. It, it does make you a little more. Looking back, I'm looking back at that game, and I didn't realize Vandy was so terrible. They were 0 six going into that game. Yeah, they were, it was not like so. Not now good. you're like thinking this weekend, Uh-oh. you yeah. know, like
4: looks a little familiar.
1: Yeah, because we were loaded, and they. I mean, they had some players though. I mean, surprisingly, they were that bad. You know, looking back on that game, but yeah, Grant forty three, four blocks, seven rebounds, twenty three of twenty three from the foul line. Just, just incredible performance.
0: Absolutely. It is time for Jack's Stats, presented by Sun Upholstery and Fabric. Jack, what you got for me?
4: Yeah, so um, take this back to the NFL. Uh, Obviously, after their win against the Bills, um, they came out with the stat that Patrick Mahomes has started six years in the NFL and all six years, has made the AFC Championship. I thought that was Mm -hmm. an insane stat. Probably won't ever see that again. But I have a question for y'all. Where does he rank among all-time QBs for y'all? Because, I mean, he's up there. With the best at this point, would y'all say he's better than Peyton? No. Mm. What if he wins it this year?
0: Now Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are the best to ever do it, period. Above Joe Montana.
4: What if he wins it this year?
1: <sighs> How many AFC <sighs> championship games did Peyton go to? He's already been to six. He was at four Super Bowls.
2: Hey, so careful now. Four. Careful now over there.
1: You gotta respect the man. No, it's I'm not saying, saying Peyton's bad because Mahomes get, has been I, better, right? I now.
2: understand what you're saying. But I came out I'm
1: as big as a defender of Peyton as I can, but I gotta respect when a guy's a little
2: bit better. I understand. But this is coming from somebody who unrealistically got bashed because I put Joe Montana as the greatest of all time.
1: Which is just wrong, but no, you're, you're wrong. You know, I mean, I'm you're honest. not wrong, you're wrong with that one, but <laughs> I'm not saying you know, I mean, he's careful now. Bottom line, Peyton Manning, you're
2: going to get a phone call here, Brad. Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning well, and Tom Brady to are the two best tell of all time. Tell him
1: to call. He, if he wants to tell me, if he wants to call and have a conversation, we can have a conversation. I think there's a conversation to be had with Mahomes and Peyton. I think and it's, it's starting to get to it's going to get to Brady level here soon. If we're not careful.
0: Well, and I think that
1: you know, Peyton, you get him some weapons.
0: I mean, Peyton had to carry a lot of teams, though. Tom Brady. I mean, call um, this like it is. They both had to carry their teams. They were the products of good systems. Yes, did they have the best players around them at all times? Definitely not Peyton, Tom Peyton Brady couldn't
1: throw them in the last Super Bowl. Let's be honest.
0: That was hard to watch, but he won. Yes, it, it was hard to watch, but he won it. Peyton Manning his defense won it. Yeah, you know, until he got to his first Super Bowl, I mean, even then, I mean, they didn't really have all the talent around them. Kind of like Patrick Mahomes does out in Kansas City. I mean, you've got a very talented tight end, probably one of the best in the game, of Travis Kelsey, if not the best. And then you've got wide receivers around you who are able to make stuff happen. You've got guys like Isaiah Pacheco that's able to go out and get you whatever yards you need, get you a first down to set you up for that time you're about to throw to Travis Kelsey or whoever. Is Patrick Mahomes a good quarterback? Yes. Is he the best in great, the NFL? Great. Probably. Easy.
1: you gotta say, you got to put great with his name. He, where, he is where, a great quarterback. But where,
0: where do you guys put Joe then? I'm I'm so confused by this, Joe's. I mean, he
2: look, might,
1: they're all like one A, one B, one C, one D. I mean, you can't. Well, it's just I mean, like basketball.
0: It's different eras that you're playing in. See, Joe
1: I think Lebron's the goat, but everybody just went oh six for six, and I do the same thing with Joe. He's four for four in Super Bowls, but Brady has seven, but he also went to more and lost. I think it's a greater accomplishment to get there and lose than it is to lose in the first round.
0: I mean, Tom Brady. How many Super Bowls did he actually go to? He won half and lost half, right?
1: So
2: he, Brady's won seven,
0: and he lost he's six?
2: He's probably lost
1: seven. Has he been to 13? I, don't know. I
2: think no he's he been yet. to 13. He lost to to the Giants twice. You got that. He lost the Eagles. The Eagles.
4: Nick Foles. He's lost three times in the Super Bowl, so he's been ten times. Okay. So he's,
1: he's only
0: lost three times in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Seven, yeah.
1: I mean, that's that's just yeah. dominant. How many shouldn't he have got to? At least the the – the very first one he won, I mean, <laughs> that yeah. was a fumble.
4: <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a shame for Peyton that, yeah, he had to match up with Tom Brady pretty much every year. So, But
1: when they actually played each other, I think Manning has a better record against him in the yeah. playoffs yeah. too, I think, if I'm not mistaken on it's that.
0: Very, it's very weird. But, I mean, when you're, when you're talking about the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Peyton and Brady are at the top of the list without a doubt.
1: Now, Peyton had now, better I, weapons than either one of them have had. I, at times, yes.
0: There were times, too, time. where Peyton had to carry that team. What do you
2: mean? Have you, did you forget about Randy Moss? Did you forget about he Marvin was Harrison, He was washed by that
0: Wait, what did you just say? Yeah, what did you say? Randy Moss was washed by that point. No! Are you
1: crazy? He set an NFL record for he, touchdowns. He, right he wasn't
0: in are his are prime. You kidding he me? wasn't he was. in his prime.
1: Yes, he was. No,
0: he that wasn't. That year stopped. where
2: they went undefeated and lost to the Giants, what year was Randy Moss had a great year. That. A but, great year? Yeah. He had
1: an elite year. Yeah, probably the greatest receiving year we've ever seen. You're crazy. I he had like 23 it. touchdowns.
0: If Randy Moss is not wearing a Minnesota Vikings jersey, I don't like him.
2: So
1: it's just It's just, it's bias. just bias, yeah. yeah well, okay.
0: what I say is fact. <laughs> Take it or leave it, Marcus. Listen,
2: I, I hate the Patriots just as so much as anybody. Yeah, exactly. But I will give credit where credit due. Randy yeah. Moss had the most spectacular season That I have ever seen out of a receiver that year, and and for a while since then.
0: At least if we're biased, we're going to tell you at least that we're biased, uh, unlike a guy named Skip Bayless. (laughs) Yeah, do we want to talk about that? I hate Skip Bayless. Let's do it real quick. No, we got to talk about the question of the day from yesterday. Oh. Is cereal a soup? Yes. (laughs) 348 votes cast at Fox Sports Knox on Twitter. Your options, A, yes, B, no, C, Marcus is a dumbass. 3.9% of those 358 say yes, 57% say no, and 39.1% of those 358 say Marcus is a dumbass. I think we've
2: all learned something based on both polls that have been run, uh, that the people who agree with me just are not on Twitter, and that's just a shame.
0: That's your excuse? It's not an excuse, it's just a fact. You have a project over the weekend, Marcus. What's if that? you can make it happen today, that'd be great. We can get them on the show tomorrow. But I need you to call someone in the PR department from the Webster's Dictionary. I don't know if they're gonna answer my phone calls anymore. Well, <laughs> I'll you, try. You can try. And then I need you to call somebody at Campbell's, the soup company. Okay. And see if they would consider it a soup or a. I'll call Kellogg
2: too. How about that? Or a
0: cereal company. Sure. And we're going to get all three of the PR departments
1: I mean, on all you have at- to do is Google it. It pops up. It tells you right off the bat. It's a cere- It's a soup. It tells you right off the bat.
0: Cereal is a soup?
2: Yes. I, I, I,
1: you. I went over this the, day you, the first day you brought did, it yeah. up. I forgot about that, yeah. It and and, said it. And, and, it then, what is, we at then what is pizza? What
0: do you mean, what is pizza? What is it? Is it a sandwich or is it a pie? Or is it its own thing? How did you get a sandwich? I don't know. Yeah, Because <laughs> you can fold it if into a sandwich. It, yeah. You almost make it a taco. It could be a pie. Don't they people oh, say the hot, you the hot if, dog is a taco. Don't was they the worst. in the
1: northeast say I'm gonna go get a pie? Uh what do yeah. they say? Like they go what are they
0: I don't know. We need to hit a break. Stay with us, you're listening to the G.I. Jake show right here on Fan Run Radio.
6: Ever been the coach who realized